Welcome to Going Well Hunting. This is our Hunter Hunter Rewatch and Recap Podcast. My name is Sky. I use they, them pronouns. I'm Devin. I use he, him pronouns. Hello, I'm Keith. I also use they, them. And guys, I just got to talk about something real quick. Before uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, how are we feeling about Karapika's gender in this episode? Hmm. Oh, the lack thereof. <laughs> how how are we feeling about the outfit, the aesthetic that Karapika always brings, but especially in this episode or these two episodes actually? Like goodness, I am having so much gender envy just now, every are we talking time about I see. are we talking about incognito Karapika? Yeah, incognito Karapika that we we get to enjoy for these episodes. Incognito is that anything? <laughs> Karapika has never heard of gender in his entire life. He doesn't know what it means. It's so incredible. It was not a tenant of the Kurta clan. He mm. d- he does not need it anymore. <laughs> the Kurta clan doesn't have gender. There are only two genders, brown eyes and red eyes. Mmm. And everyone is gender fluid. Yeah. <laughs> the two genders are normal and angry. My two genders are rage and deep, deep depression. <laughs> <laughs> Valid enough, honestly. Right? That's all that fuels Karapika. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about, honestly. You know, what I got to say about this arc, I know we're not at an arc wrap-up or anything. Mm-hmm. It would be incredibly funny if Togashi kept up the bit where when Karapika sees, like, any common household spider, he fucking loses it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine him walking into a hotel room and, like, a fucking, like, common spider scuttles by and he just fucking goes ape shit? Those he fucking are, breaks the floor. Those are some of my favorite arts. Like, there's something that I've, I think I've shared a couple times on our Tumblr where, like, it's just a Karapika and he is, like, jumped onto Leorio's back holding a broom towards <laughs> a spider. And Leorio just looks so tired, but Karapika's got the red eyes going and it's just wonderful. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's, it's quality. It's some of my favorite genre of fan art of this series is just Karapika interacting with the spider. I just, I need to see more just Karapia seeing like a regular common spider and losing his goddamn mind. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. I miss that bit. Yeah. I mean, that's just about how I am, so. I miss the bit. <laughs> all right. Well, should we head into our episodes? Yeah, we're done talking about Karapika. Now we have to talk about a stupid clown. I mean, yeah, we're going to talk more about Karapika. My my notes are extremely fucking sparse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was not I was not in note taking brain when I watched these episodes. Yeah, in fairness, I was watching Star Trek and then I was like, oh, I haven't <laughs> taken my notes yet, so then I switched over. But yeah, we'll we'll see how we do. Um, but we do start out with um our boy Husica, and everyone's like, hey, what are uh, you just told us a bunch of lies um, in the last episode. So what's up with that? And Hisuka is basically just like, yeah, I mean, I am lying, but it's fine, though. Like, that's his whole energy through this. I mean, the thing about it is it's not even like everyone being like, yo, what what the fuck is up, Hisuka? It's specifically Nobunaga being like, bro, I'm going to fucking kill you, bro. I'm going to destroy you. And everyone being like, Nobunaga, please calm down. Maybe the weird clown isn't lying. And then Hisuka's like, Mm, yeah probably everyone's like see he's not nobunaga's energy in this is all over the place yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah it's because he's a king and i love him it's true um yeah basically i mean it starts 
I, I'm trying to remember exactly how it starts out because mostly what I wrote down is that Hisuka is just lying, but like Um Yeah, it, it continues for the last episode where the uh where Hisuka had his fortune told and then he changed it at the last second. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like so everyone interprets uh his his uh fortune to be like, oh, you sold this out, you leaked information to someone. But Hisuka also like made his fortune so that to to mention you know being struck with uh with with the sword of law so mm-hmm. yeah so Krolo picks up on that and takes it to mean that like oh someone used a Nen ability on Hisuka to both make him spill those secrets and make it so he can't like share certain pieces of information. Yeah, he he keeps going on and he's like, you know, uh, I can't tell you because that would be like what I can't tell you basically is all he's saying. And he's actually kind of a good liar in this part because I know Krolo doesn't really care and doesn't really like he's not really he knows that he's is lying about something. So he kind of, you know, there's already that established mistrust going on. But he is still, like, definitely, like, selling it, where he's like, oh, yeah, I was stabbed with this nun dagger. But he does reveal in this that he was absolutely not stabbed with a nun dagger. I gotta gotta disagree. He's not a great liar, because he's sitting here casually shuffling cards, not looking at anybody, really, just looking completely casual. And everyone, they're like, hey, so, like, is this the reason why you can't tell us these things? He's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> when I say he's a good liar, I mean he does fool everybody. And that's because everyone here is a bunch of morons. Hey, don't <laughs> yeah? disrespect Nobunaga this way. I, I'm just kidding. Please, Nobunaga's, Nobunaga's the biggest idiot. moron. <laughs> yeah, let, let's be all clear. I'm not saying this to disrespect these guys, but they're all dumb. Mm, that's he's true. the guy's just sitting here, just kind of like, yeah, probably. The only smart one here is Krolo, and Krolo just thinks this is fun. Yeah, Krolo just does yeah. not care that Hisuka is going to betray him. <laughs> he knows it, and he's, you know, just thinks he's interesting, which I love. Krolo's just in it for the laugh. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Nobunaga's um, 12-foot vertical leap straight at Hisuka? Um, yeah, we so absolutely he- can. Yes. <laughs> so they're all like, see, Nobunaga, you can calm down now. Please go to your little, like, cry corner. And Nobunaga's like, okay, I'm going to go to my cry corner now. Here I go. I'm going to go cry and shit my doo-doo ass. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just kidding, psych. And he turns around and leaps at Hisuka. He's about to kill Hisuka. Hisuka, like, once again, calmly just, like, draws a card and is like, I mean, try it. <laughs> and then he suddenly gets teleported to, like, the top of a railing or something. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, damn, was that the boss? Mm. And everyone's like, yeah, probably. We don't know what the fuck he can do. Yeah, and Krolo's base that that's where Krolo has his conversation with Hisuka, where he's like, I mean, he basically just asks him a bunch of like uh just a bunch of questions to try to determine like uh the um the chain user's abilities, what he would look like and stuff like that. And Hisuka just keeps saying, like, I can't tell you that and um, Hisuka's basically just using yes and the whole time because Krolo's just like, Oh, were you compelled not to tell the truth? And Hisuka's like can't I can't that. I can't answer that. And he's like, oh, so he must have used his chain powers on you. Eh, I'm not answering that. Yeah. And then he says, <laughs> um, Krola does say, like, um, so he must have put something, uh, something inside of Hisuka. And we do get a Hisuka horny moment. Mm-hmm. He does do a little. Mm. Hisuka is like, yeah, put something inside of me. Yeah. Hisuka bottom moments. Yeah. Um, that's basically all this scene is. It's them being like, well, 
I guess we can't leave because he's because a little baby and sucks shit. Yeah, they're all talking about how he's bound by the chain user and they're like, oh, that's so scary. And he's kind of just back there like posing. Um, <laughs> um, and that's yeah, I mean, they that's kind of all they talk about, I think, in this scene. They do talk about like knowing that um, some some of the people are going to die. Uh, Phaeton, Cortipi and Finks don't know their blood type, so they couldn't get their fortune told, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is me, too. Um, and I don't remember how that scene ends is the thing. I think they just decide to stay in York, New City. I believe that is the end of that. Yeah, they're going to go kill and murder the tor- chain user. Yeah, and there's fine. like a lightning crash and Krolo's like, I guess we'll stay here in his like, you know, dramatic casualness. And there's a thunderclap. And then we go to Killua and Gon. And uh, Killua is trying to tell Gon that um, they don't need to hunt the Phantom Troop anymore because there's no reward in it anymore. And they're supposed to be hunting for this game. And Gon is just like, yeah, OK, I want to fight the Phantom Troop, though. Yeah, Killua is just like, hey, did you remember like our B plot? Did you like remember that? <laughs> did you forget our B plot? Like, it's very important. It's the reason we showed up here, not to hunt like international criminals, but to get a video game. Mm-hmm. A video. We're, we're here game. to be gamers, and you're you're ruining the gamer vibes by trying to do a murder. There yeah. is there is one slight problem with uh with just letting the Phantom Troop troop off scot free, and that is, Pakunoda definitely knows way too much shit that is true yeah they're just kind of like well you forget like that pakunoda woman knows about us and kill is like well 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 (laughs) so yeah that's a big big issue you know the fact that there's someone who knows about us and they're like oh yeah also you know love how they don't care about nobunaga no, they mentioned Nobunaga. <laughs> oh, do they? They're like, yeah, Nobunaga's pretty obsessed with us. <laughs> that is true. Nobunaga loves Gon, and I say, so do I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, if, uh, if, 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 if Pakunoda happened to catch Gon or Kilua again, she would instantly be able to, uh, connect them to, you know, Karapika being the chain user, because now they fucking know that Karapika's the chain user, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... Pakunoto would uh, rip their heads off. That's a little. That's a little inconvenient. That's a little bit of a loose thread. Yeah, we do get the hilarious moment here, though, where um, Gon and Kropika walks up and is basically just kind of like, "Well, so are you really gonna like help me, Gon?" And Gon's like, "Yeah, I'd love to." And Killua is just kind of like saying, "They're like." That's not quite in this scene. I thought it was the same scene. I'm sorry. No, you're um. Well, it's close because so Kilowatt and Gon have their scene and uh, Kilowatt calls Gon a tease um, and tries to make him do numbers and he can't. He basically, Gon says he has another plan to do the game and Kilowatt's like, oh, is it going to work? And he's like, well, maybe, but really I want to fight the Phantom Troop. So Kilowatt's like grudgingly okay with that. Um, and then they there's just a short scene where they tell Squala that he's going to stay with the eyes. Oh, yeah, I don't care about Squala. And they're all going to go shopping. No, it's just, I do want to mention Squala's death flags in these episodes because it's just... <laughs> His what flags? It's so 
funny. Was he ever alive in the first sorry, place? Sorry for anyone who's listening who really hasn't seen these episodes, but I'm not. <laughs> Squala dies in these episodes, and I can't, like, I can't hide that at all because the death flags are just so over the top and dramatic and so funny in this episode. I'm going to have to talk about them as death flags. God, um, I am standing up and saluting these billowing death flags while the national anthem plays. <laughs> It's so much. Yeah, it's like the first one is just Squala's kind of chilling and he's like, oh, I don't have to take her shopping. I just have to sit with these fucking eyeballs and my dog sounds great. Yeah, they're all like, okay, Squala, we're all going to leave this room and just don't let anybody in and don't die, okay? And he's like, well, of course I won't die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He says, I have all my dogs here and they'll tell me about any danger. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I mean, this is where it goes into that scene, though, is like, um, Leorio and Karapika are kind of chilling, and, uh, Kilawa and Gon come up, and Gon's like, I want to help you fight the Phantom Troop, and Kilawa's, like, looking at Karapika, just like, don't, don't let him do it, don't, don't take it. It's a funny scene, because Gon is just like, yeah, I want to join, I want to fight them, and Karapika's like, are you sure they're super dangerous? And Killa is just like standing by him and thinking, like thinking very loudly, like say no, say mm-hmm. no. And Carpius is like, you could die. Like they're very strong. And Killa is just like, that only makes it worse, you idiot. <laughs> and Gon's like, yeah, I love that. I love dying. I love getting the shit kicked out of me. And Carpius <laughs> like, well, you know. Okay, let's join together. Let's be friends again. And Killer's just like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. He looks directly at the camera. He's like, fuck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, he says, I will be part of this stupid plot again, and I don't want to be. Yeah, I do love Kilua. Uh, treat us as equal Zoldic. Does not want in on this anymore. He has fully decided that he wants to opt out. The treating them as equals is giving them an equal chance to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, but basically they all go sit down. Um, I, yeah, Gon was talking about, um, the Nendagger, I believe, and he wanted Karapika to kind of stab him, give him a little stabby stab. And Karapika's like, I don't think that's very smart, but they do go sit down to kind of talk about a plan. Um, Karapika. Yeah, Gon learns about, uh, a little bit about Karapika's powers and how, like, he has the condition of dying if he uses his chains on anyone other than the Phantom Troop. So Gon's like, use use your condition on me. Make it so I'll die if I fuck up. And mm-hmm. Karapika's like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Not really, Karapika's though. like, this is great. Um, yeah, they all go sit down. Um, Karapika is kind of explaining this plan that they're going to do. He says Leorio can be the driver because he's useless. Um, Kilua can go track down the Phantom Troop and follow them and spy on them. And then Gon is it, he, Gon's going to get to be a decoy, which is very, very great. Kilua immediately brings up like, hey, how are you going to like keep him safe? And Karapika basically like describes a plan which has absolutely no way of keeping Gon safe. He just says... Well, he's going to be the decoy, and he really only needs to distract them for a second so that we can get to the rest of the Phantom Troop. And they're like, well, I don't really... <laughs> you're not really saying any way how you're going to keep this 12-year-old safe from danger and using him as bait. But that's that's fine. Um, but, yeah. Um, Karapika... 
Sorry, my notes are kind of all over the place in this scene because it's mostly about Leorio's face when Karapika's like <laughs> saying like the risk has grown and all this. Um, but um, yeah, Gona's like, hey, use your Nen dagger on me. And uh, Karapika's like, no, I can only use it on the Phantom Troop. And Gon's like, that's not true because you have one in your heart. And like, I love and Karapika's love, love, like love shit. I love when characters are so stupid that they figure <laughs> out the like like when they're so stupid that they can cut through the bullshit and see the truth. Yeah, like yeah. I love that trope very much and like Gone just being like, but you have an end dagger in your heart, so what the fuck? And like Kilawa and uh Leorio are like, Oh, that that is kinda true. And Karapika's like, Well, if I tell you this, it's gonna endanger me even further and Leorio and Kilo get up so that Gone can learn some some deep secrets and everyone else is gonna like, you know, just in case for Pakanota, basically. Um We basically so, yeah. get a little lore dump here. Yeah, basically Karapika explains his powers in a little more depth and basically only and basically says that only the chain jail has the restriction of being uh Phantom Troop exclusive. Yeah, so that yeah, one's Phantom just, Troop exclusive, and then the one, like the Nen Dagger yeah. one, is specifically just when his eyes are red. Yeah, he's able to use his Judgment Chain because, like, his <laughs> specialist abilities, like, boost his power enough that, like, he can activate all of its conditions at once. Mm hmm. I love that. Karapikas just. I, he's just such a badass. Like, everything about him, like, I want to make fun of it because it's so over the top, but it's just so cool. Like, he's yeah. the chain user, and he's got, like, the judgment chain and shit. Like, it's all just, like, fucking cool. Like, <laughs> I can't even, like, be irony poisoned about it. It just slaps. Yeah, it, it, it whips. It's like... Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, you want to make fun of him like you would make fun of Sasuke for being yeah. a little edgy boy, but, like, it's actually cool, though. It's actually yeah. well thought out and well executed. Don't worry, I will make fun of him for being a little edgy boy. Oh, it's I mean, true. I mean you can. You can still times, do it. It's just, like, there's so many things where it's called, like, you like just, like, he's naming shit about, like, his power. He it's names like the... his ability Emperor Time. Exactly! <laughs> Time is the one I do laugh at. That makes That's no sense so to me. so goddamn but funny. <laughs> the rest of them, like, the, the judgment, like, every, I don't know. The rest of them are just, like, so cool that I can't even be like, ah, that's, that's silly and stupid. I'm just like, yeah, that kind of slaps, actually. Um, but, yeah, Gona's like, well, I don't really uh, understand or care about any of that. Can you just, like, use your little dagger on me? And Kilo and Leorio return, and they're like, yeah, we decided we wanted in on this. And Leorio's just like, yeah, you can cancel it after we kill the Phantom Troop, right? Like, not understanding the gravity of the situation at all. Um, but Karapika learned the power of friendship um in this episode so he's not going to use the chain on them because he 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 trusts them and he doesn't want to um he doesn't want to kill them prematurely because if pakunoda touches them but then they have the power to counterattack, that that could uh come in handy for them and also he loves his friends and doesn't want to stab them it's a good thing yeah. these boys will never ever ever come in contact with the woman known as pakunoda ever again <laughs> yeah i think they should be fine honestly Karapika yeah. says, you know, maybe maybe outright killing my friends isn't the best, you know, isn't isn't the best version of this plan we can come up with. <laughs> Perhaps. 
And then we do get the funny line where Karapika or uh, Gon is like, wow, I wish you'd just use the Nen dagger because disappointing my friend would be even worse than dying. And Karapika is yeah, like, that's right, you little bitch. I got you good. <laughs> and Keel was like, that's not fucking funny. <laughs> I know you all and you're all stupid. So <laughs> I love how much Kilo hates everybody here. He really just wants to hang out with so Gon. Mad. And he doesn't appreciate Karapika's like blase nature towards Gon's life. So it just has like a lot of like. Kiwa is so fucking mad and it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Kiwa does not want to be here at all. He is so salty about this. Every time that fucking crappy is like, Gone, perfect, I'll use you as bait. And Gone's like, thanks, I love that. And Kilo <laughs> is just like, I fucking hate this so goddamn much. Kilo just wants to go home and play video games. Yeah, Kilo wants to get Greed Island so he can take Gone back to his house and go play video games with him. Uh, you mean he would take Gone back to Gone's house? That's true. Yeah, I don't think he's like willingly going back to uh to Kukuru Mountain. He does have a big mansion though. Yeah, but his mom is there. Yeah, but they can be sneaky. <laughs> Hi. Kukuru Mountain has he this might giant have some snacks in there. He has this giant guard dog. <laughs> yeah. That's very good at everything. The guard dog likes And him, a big gate and an assassin mom who just stalks the grounds with yeah. her army of butlers. Kilo's house. So if Kilo was like, hey, let's go to like the guards, you know, like the butler's quarters, like, and he was like, hey, don't tell mom that we're here until we're gone. And they just like chilled out for a little bit. I feel like they could do that. They probably would just go to Gon's house, but you know. Yeah. I think Kilo's house has a PlayStation 1 and an N64, but they're Mm -hmm. both in Miluki's room and no one wants to go there. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. You Kilo's don't want to touch anything. Where you have that room. one friend who is like super rich, but their parents are like really creepily conservative. So you're <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, we're not going there. Actually, <laughs> you can go to my cramped ass basement, and they're like, yeah, but I have a flat screen. And you're like, yeah, but I'm not setting foot in that house. That is the good thing about those super rich people, though, is no- they normally do have a very nice like basement setup, and so if you can avoid the parents, just sneak down real quick in a stealth mission. Yeah, it's but then good. the parents somehow figure out, and then they just come down the stairs sl- yelling slurs, and you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to see you tomorrow at school. Bye. Mm-hmm. That's valid. Uh, um, we go from there to, we get a, we go back to the Phantom Troop. We get Shizuku's poem again, and I'm not going to read it again, because I read it last week, and I have two more to read. So if you're listening and want it again, you can go to last episode, or you can Google it. Um, but Pakanoda's poem um is on a day dark and poorly lit a simple choice betrayal or pride in a cramped room you must face it for the reaper lingers at your side and then we have shalnark's poem right after that and his says uh even one call do not make when needed most it won't connect to answer your phone is another mistake one time in three the reaper calls to collect and then uh Krolo says it's time for group work and assigns them all groups what if Shalnark's poem was just about getting a bunch of spam calls? Yeah, what if it really is just like... <laughs> just don't answer your phone. None of these are going to be important. You're going to talk to someone at a call center and they're not going to let you hang up. 
Yeah, you have your student debt collector, you have your hospital (laughs) bills, like... It's all gonna be about warranties that you don't have. (laughs) You just don't need to answer them, it's not a big deal. They'll be like, bro, your car, bro, think about your car. And it's like, bro, I don't got a car. Mm -hmm. I love when I get those car warranty calls. I'm like, bro, I literally do not have... (laughs) Yeah, so everyone gets assigned into group work. Uh, Originally, it's... I have it written down if you would like. Um, The original groups are Shizuku, Pakunoda, Machi. Girl bosses. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have a girl boss together. Uh, Cordopi, Thanks, and Phaeton. Krolo, Nobu, Shalnark. Um, Uh... Oh my god, I wrote his name. Yeah! (laughs) Bonalena, Franklin, and Hisika are on a team. I wrote it down and I was like, I don't remember how this was pronounced even a little bit. Bonalena. Yeah, Ben and Olaf. Yeah. Um, Oh man, I... I Ben and Olaf. I tried to make a funny name starting with B out of that and I couldn't think of one. Yeah, Boner Olaf. Besides Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Boner and Olaf. (laughs) Boner and Olaf. Okay, there we go. We got it. Um, so, but basically we go from there into Machi says, oh, um, oh yeah. Well, so they talk about they're going to make some some copies of the buildings um, for Cordopi's going to do that. And Well, then, before that, we do get, um, we get, they're about to head out and Machi is just like, hey, wait, boss, 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 oh, boss. Oh, I thought they decided to make copies before that, but yeah, No, Machi, that's the reason they do it. That's uh, true. She's like, hey, I have a hunch that, uh. There are these two kids here, and Nobunaga fucking lost them. So, yeah, you know. Nobunaga goes, oh, yeah, I want to recruit these fucking kids. Yeah, she's like, so they know where we're at, where where our hideout is. Should we, like, move? And Nobunaga's like, oh, yeah, I love those kids. And by kids, I mean one of them. The other is a kind of bit of a shit. But I love one of them. He's kind of just like Uvogin. I am not projecting. Mm. Um, So can we invite them? And he's a, not Hisuka. Krolo goes, hmm, shrimp interesting. <laughs> Tell me more about these children. And we get a quick cut and he's like, hmm, shrimp terrestine. Yeah. Well, we can't have them snooping around here, but if we find them again, we will capture them and force them to join our group. So, hey, you know, Cortopi, my little friend, my little friend, my little friend, mm-hmm. how many buildings can you make? Can you make like 10? And Cortopi is like, oh, no, I can make like, I don't know, 50. Mm-hmm. I can make 50 full size buildings. They work as my end, too. Did you know I can feel anything that touches them? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. So that's a lot. He makes a bunch of new buildings. Um, I do have to say, I don't know how empty this area was before. I don't know how they fit 50 fucking buildings into this area surrounding this building. But, you know, sure, we'll go along with well, it. Well, this actually used to be New York, but they destroyed it. Um. But that's pretty much episode. Um. Cortipi, yeah, says he's going to make a bunch of buildings. Um. I think. I don't remember if Kilo shows up and sees the buildings or what, but I know we see the buildings yeah. before we cut. Yeah. Um, Kilo does show up and he goes, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. There yeah. are a lot more buildings here. That's weird. That's weird as shit. Um, and I do want to say our Hunterpedia was Phaeton and Kilua is very obsessed with Phaeton, which I very much love. I'm still very like Phaeton Zoldic pilled, but I just love the connection either way. Just like Kilua being like, oh, that dude's kind of cool. He's got like his cool like zippy powers, like whatever he's got going on. That's pretty sick. Um, so I did love that for him. Um, and then we go into the next episode, Beloved and Beleaguered. Um, and the the first note I took is, can we talk about Karapika's gender? So I'm going to talk about 
the outfit that Karapika is wearing now. He has a long, like, silver wig, a, like, black, like, turtleneck kind of thing. Mm-hmm. These, like, sexy-ass sunglasses, um, a black kind of, like, I don't know what this style of hat it's, is called, but it's, like, It's kind of like a newsboy cap, I think. Yeah! Kind of Something like, like that. Got his trilby on. Yeah, it's, and it's not a trilby. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do not disrespect my man. Sorry, Fedora. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's like one of those like poofy, but it does have like a like a bill on it. Yeah, yeah, he does have his, his fishing cap on. I just, it's so much. The gender envy I experience when I see Karapika in this outfit is just, it's so much. I I, I love him and I, <laughs> I'm so obsessed with just the character design here. I don't know like what they were going for besides the like absolute genderlessness of it, but it's so wonderful. Yeah. It um, is a strong fucking gender, I, I do have to say. It's so good, and I love it. Um, but anyways... I know we are on Kropika's gender yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kropika has a cell phone that has like a mini version of Killua talking on it. That's uh, true. Yes. I do not remember this. That hey, is... hey, hey, uh-huh, look at this. Uh-huh, look at this uh-huh. episode. Look at this. Uh-huh. Hey, watch this. Watch this for a second. Ignore okay. the gender for one second. Hey, hey, what... <laughs> Hey, hey, cell phones were just invented. He just has a little card. When did he add that? He's seen them for about a day. When did he add that? Oh, my God. I'm going to make sure I get a screenshot of that to put on the Tumblr because I'm laughing so hard. It's a little tiny cartoon. Did he just make a cartoon for everybody? When did he make that? He's known them for a day. This man is depressed as fuck. And oh. he immediately does he have one of Melody? Yes, you know does he, he has have one of, one of Mr. Nostrad? I do. When Mr. Nostrad calls, does he see like a little cartoon me of him? Is just there a little t- cartoon Hisuka for when Hisuka texts him and like calls him? No. Um, does no. Krup? I, I. What if? What if it goes even further? What if Karapika has a VPet emulator on his phone, and he's and all his all his friends are his VPets? He's just got a bunch of little Digimon on there of all his friends. Kilowaman. Kilowaman. Now let's let's uh let's think about this for a second. Kilowaman. Kilowaman. Yeah, I'm gonna keep saying it until we get something out of this. Kilowaman. I mean, he's he's like a he. I keep wanting to like assign him like a weird little like monster dragon, but he would be like sort of cat like. I feel a kiloamon. Yeah, kiloamon. We'll we'll work on that. We'll mm-hmm. we'll get back to that. We'll workshop that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, um. Anyways, this whole conversation that Karapika and Kiloa are having about is about how Kiloa um has very limited visibility in this area. In fact, he can see about twenty percent of the area around him because there's just. There's just too many damn buildings around. So, yeah. So Karapika says, hmm, reduced visibility, you say. Hmm. What if there was another one of the five senses that would be useful in this situation? Hmm. I'm sending someone with a big fucking schnoz your way. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna sniff those fuckers out. I'm sending Squala and all 20 of his dogs. Squala is on his goddamn way. And in making time, Melody will be there. Karapika's sending Karapika's sending his friend um 
Karapika's sending his friend who has smelled the devil's essential oil and fucked up their body but got a super heightened sense of smell. Okay, wait, 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 wait. He put that devil juice in the diffuser and never came back. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> there's a fucking there's a fucking lavender uh, scent cartridge. There's a uh, uh, eucalyptus scent cartridge. Uh, the innocent. Yeah, <laughs> that's citrus. <laughs> and if if you smell all four of them, you fucking die. If you smell all four of them, you become God. <laughs> my, my friend, who I trusted very much, put the devil diffuser in. I was in the other room. They never made it out. I caught a whiff and my arm fucking destroyed. <laughs> my arm is gone, but my nose, so powerful. Hey, I just realized something. Sure. All of Kropia's little, like, uh, gang gang over here, mm-hmm. uh, they all have powers that relate to the five senses. Sure. So sure, Squ- elaborate. Squala got all his dogs, so he got smell. Mm-hmm. Melody, mm-hmm. obviously, her perfect hearing. Mm-hmm. Baze is obviously taste because she shoves her tongue into you. <laughs> That's so right. Basho is Basho's sense of touch because he punches you in the goddamn face. Mm. And that's all I got so far. And he has to write the poems. So yes, he has to write to the poems. Oh, and Kropia got them eyes. I think no, Basho's sense is Basho's sense is sensitive because he has Aww. Yeah, because he he's, you know, strong but he's in touch with his emotions. Oh, I love that. Mm, that's good. <laughs> that's that good shit. I don't remember any of the other bodyguards, but we'll work. Shachimono Tochino. Yeah. Oh, yeah I miss that guy. Remember how he lasted all about five seconds? Yeah, I remember Tochino <laughs> and Del Sone. No. <laughs> No, not Dolzone. No. <laughs> That's valid. You actually. can keep saying words, but I'm not gonna recognize them. Sure. Um, but yeah, Karapika says voices, huh? And then uh we see Karapika calling Melody and Melody says, Hey, uh we're we're having fun um with this like bodyguard thing. I kind of hate doing all this shopping. And Basha looks very distressed in the background, and Karapika's like, Well, um, you have another mission now, so leave Basho to that. <laughs> you're gonna do something else now um yeah and then basically i mean we get the theme there and then we go straight to the phantom troop and they are talking about um they're gonna hunt down the bodyguards and they have that nice print off from the uh from the hunter website and you know every time i see this print off i never see karapika on it i don't know if i'm just missing the angle but i'm always like looking for him on there and like no I never he's see not on it. there why is he not on there doesn't want to be <laughs> He told them no. He said, I'm not actually a bodyguard anymore. He said, absolutely Maybe he joined the assassin team, so he's no longer a bodyguard. He said, I'm not on that list, but thank you. (laughs) They said, we need your picture to put in the company system. And he said, no. I have simply decided to disappear under mysterious circumstances. Yeah, this is where uh, Krollo does enter Sherlock Mind Palace, though. Mm, Yeah, we love it. Oh, you know what? Karapika's profile never went through because he didn't fill out the gender section. He said, prefer not to say, and they were like, well, I, I guess we can't process this now. <laughs> <laughs> he said, they said, okay, well, will you fill this out? And he says, absolutely not. And they're like, well, we can't put you on payroll until you do. Hmm. He says, okay, I'll steal what I want. That's fine. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I'll, I'll figure out my own. I'll figure out my own. Okay. Um, 
this is where we go to grow a Sherlock mind palace. I do want to say real quick. I love that how much this show beats us over the head with the fact that Nostrad does not give a shit about his daughter. I don't know if they're just trying to make like a Krolo Karapika comparison because they're both conjurers. So this is the first thing they both think when they, like someone mentions how much Nostrad is taking care of his daughter. I don't know if that's what they're going for. Krolo's not a conjurer. Is he not? No, he's a specialist. He's a specialist, but I, he definitely That's like a... uses conjuration. I thought he in his, conjured yeah. the book. No, that's a specialist ability. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I thought I thought yeah. they said it has way too many like conjuring thing. the thing. Okay, no, no it that's has fair. way too many rules to it for it to be. That's just a little op for a conjurer, but I was like, yeah, there I, are way I too many things going on with that book for it to just be a conjured book. Okay, well, so maybe it's just supposed to be a parallel between them, but it is funny. Like <laughs> as soon as they mention Nostrad, Krolo has to take the time to say exactly what Karapika already said, which is Nostrad does not give a shit about his daughter Neon. Yeah, so I think I think it's it's never explicitly said, but I think like I think the thing might be is his specialist ability like allows him to copy powers, but it's so hard to use that like he conjures the book in order to like fulfill a condition for it. I think that's like one possible way of interpreting it. The book is I mean, I know yeah, the book like has conditions and stuff on it like he has to have it open while he uses it and stuff like yeah. that i guess i just i didn't remember if they said but i know they said the book was conjured so i just think about that. it as this specialist abilities normally are rooted in one of the other abilities he does conjure it but he's able to use abilities of other types yeah that's fair enough and like i do remember like so when it's they, more specialist yeah and like when they said the specialists normally come from conjuration and manipulation right yeah yeah so i mean that makes sense i just like all they had ever said about it was that the book is conjured so i just kind of clamped on that yeah thing. the book is has a, a whole host of rules to it that are so fucking mem yeah obscene mm. this is also nothing um but yeah right after this crollo goes into his mind palace and there's just a part where he just is like talking and then he just stops and says nice and i have <laughs> not been able to figure out why he just says nice and it's absolutely nothing cool. but i do like it he's he thinks like, he's so fucking cool and you know what he might be he said nice because Cortopi actually conjured 69 buildings. Oh, shit. Yeah, Cortopi said buildings conjured. He said, thank you, how many? He said 69, and he laughed a little. And he, said, nice. <laughs> he said nice. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he went into his Yeah, this is, he does this because everyone's talking about, like, oh, well, why are the Nostrads here? And it's like, well, probably for the auction. And this is what sets off Crollo as if the auction hasn't been a main theme this entire time. Right, he finally is like, oh, the He's auction. He's like, wait, he must work for the Nostrads. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we know this. And he's like, ah, but why does he work for the Nostrads? He's like, he works for him to get closer to us, to gather the eyeballs. And they're like, okay, buddy, thanks. But this is where we do learn that since Cortope's, uh conjured items do work as like his N, very cute, very cool. Mm -hmm. um, he has he clone telepathy. Yeah, he can sense where they are at all times if he touches, like, the original object. Mm -hmm. And he's well, like... Well, for, like, a certain amount of time. Yeah, he does say we have to hurry because they will be disappearing soon because I can't just make them exist forever. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like a few hours after when he says it. So it's probably, like, a 24-hour, maybe 48. Yeah, probably, like, a day. Yeah. 
so they go through all the boxes. They didn't organize shit, so it takes them forever. Through all the fucking boxes. Um, so funny. <laughs> they eventually find the eyeballs, which are still just glowing in a fucking container. Uh-huh. And he touches them, and he just enters his Sherlock mind palace, and he says, points in a direction, says, they're over there about 250, 250, 100 meters. We should run there right now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah, Nobu says, I want to go. I really, really want to do this. And uh, Krolo says, all right, but I'm going with you. And Nobu's very, very happy. Um, and I did write, they they switch up the team. So Krolo and uh, Nobunaga are going with Shizuku, Pakunoda, and Machi now. Um, Kordopi is going to join them because he's got the eyeballs. And then, uh, Shalnark is going to go with Finks and Phaeton now. So, but the, the main, um, the other group, Bonalena, Franklin, and Hisuka, that's the only one that stayed the same, basically. Yep. And so, yep, yep, yep. Yep. Is this where we go outside to a nice Killua scene? Yeah, this is yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. It's the Melody Killua scene. I just want to see them interact more. I want to see. I just want to see Melody interacting with characters because it's always so fucking nice. Melody's wonderful. Just a calming presence. Kila is like watching from a building. He's like, "Damn, I can't tell where these people are. Like, I'm so scared. This sucks ass. I hate this. Why there's so many? Why are there exactly sixty nine buildings here? Nice." And he gets a phone call and he answers it. And the person's like, "Hey, I'm Karapika's friend. Um." I've been sent here to help you. And he's like, well, how the fuck can I trust you? And there's like, well, uh, turn off your phone and this call right now and whisper something very softly under your breath. And then I'll do it. And he's like, okay. He turns off his phone. He puts it down and he says, raise your right arm. And from like three buildings over this little speck of a person just raises their right arm. He goes, damn. That's some good hearing. That's a hell of an ear. And they call him back and they say, thanks. I love my ears. <laughs> and yeah, Kila was very, very impressed by this. It's very cute. Um, they meet up. Uh, Melody immediately wants to talk about her boyfriend, Karapika. You forget the part where they meet up and Kila is like hiding behind like the door for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like he knows Melody is showing up here and he's already just like in weird cat mode where they hide in the corner. He's in assassin <laughs> mode. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. It's very funny. Yeah, no, it's very wonderful. Um, yeah. And um, there, yeah, there's a thing where like Melody is like, wow, there's like six people walking over that way, including some women. They're talking, but I can't really hear what they're saying. And Kila was like, damn, that's, that's super, super useful and helpful. Um, and yeah, then they start running. Uh, they talk about Karapika a little bit, and then Melody's like, damn boy, you an assassin? Because I can't hear your feet. <laughs> um, and, like, is very... I don't know how many assassins Melody has interacted with, but it's clearly several, because she's like, yeah, well, all of the assassins I've met have very, very quiet footsteps, just like you. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm like a 12-year-old assassin. I'm a prodigy. Well, you see, Melody has met Karapika, who is a member of the assassin team, so that's one. Uh, Melody has lived a life of international mystery, so obviously she's come in contact with the other Zoldix. That's true. So um, much intrigue. Obviously she killed a bunch of assassins in her time because the devil wants to kill her. Mm. And she's like, not today, Satan. Um, I think, you think Satan is hiring assassins to send after her? Yes. I think, I think Melody's job before 
you know, searching after the Devil's Sonata was probably just to follow around assassins and play cool infiltration music. <laughs> I love that. What if her job before was to test how quiet assassins could be? Like, she just sits there in, like, a dark room and she's like, I can hear you. Yeah, it's just like a hearing test where you raise your hand if you can hear the thing, but it's with assassins trying to be quiet. Yeah, she just, like, calls them out, and they're like, damn, how did you hear me? And she's like, you breathe so damn loud. <laughs> you think I wouldn't notice that toot? You think I wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> you think I'm trying to sneak one out? <laughs> Can't get that past me. Oh, my goodness. And Good then they that... say, I'm sorry, I have tummy troubles. I had milk this morning, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and she says, well, it's good the, the super smell assassin isn't here. Because he'd be very Yeah, Squala would be pissed. <laughs> Squala's dog God. would be so sad right now. Squala God, just so think sad. about that. It would be living hell to actually be Melody, because you would always know when everyone farts. <laughs> yeah, we joke that Melody is super nice, but she has to be, or else she would literally kill everybody in this city. <laughs> New city, the city that never sleeps. This girl I hasn't mean, had right? a wink of sleep in weeks. I have enough trouble when I can hear like the babies next door to my bedroom crying. And like, if I were Melody, I might have killed those babies by now. <laughs> Melody can hear everything in this city. Melody can hear Leorio <laughs> being a pervert. Somewhere. You have no secrets. Melody heard you fuck. Melody <laughs> has heard Leorio be a pervert somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, these two vibing. Mm-hmm. They're just chilling. They um, vibing. The Phantom Troop uh, thriving and yeah. snooping. Yeah, they're basically running through the city and Karapika's, or uh, not Karapika, Kilo is kind of bitching because he doesn't want to be here. And Melody's very amused by that and is sort of like talking about Karapika and how he doesn't want to, you know, he, he must be really desperate if he's asking Melody and this 12-year-old boy for help. Yeah, so the Phantom Troop, begins their move uh they do fun runs through the city they look sick as fuck um the music that's playing makes crollo seem so fuckable it's so weird <laughs> why are you so horny lately <laughs> <laughs> fucking quarantine hitting you hard um they do get funny shots of like the phantom troop all in their like phantom troop outfits sitting on like the subway and everything and everyone just kind of ignoring them and it's very funny um they this is where Kilowatt does report like, hey, the Phantom Troop is on the move, probably to like the hotel you guys are staying at. And Karapika is like, oh, fuck, Squalo lives there. Well, better shoot him a quick text that say you're probably going to die, son. <laughs> I have Aw Squala like four times in my notes around here because it's just like him calling his girl and him being like, like wow, yeah, I'm in this room. <laughs> he's calling his girlfriend. He's like, damn, I love you so much. I will never die because I love you. He's like, I would love to get a new job very soon. And he's and like, like, damn, support you and my dogs. He's like, damn, I would love to get a new job so I can support you and my dogs, my expensive girlfriend, so we can live forever together and not die. <laughs> um... And then the, the, he gets a knock at the door. Sure would be tragic if there was no one to provide for all these beautiful dogs. Oh, it would be tragic. He's, he gets a knock at the door and he's like, damn, dogs checking. And the dogs say, don't worry, sir. It's no one that will ever kill you. And he says, thank God, I will never die. Mm -hmm. And then he eats his food and he says, eat up, boys, because we're going to live forever. That's right. And yes. The dog does open the door. Yes, the dog does open his door with his funny little hands. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so basically, where do we go from here? Um, I mean, it's basically that whole scene kind of takes place. They tell, I think it is at the end of this scene where um, I didn't Karapika write it down. <laughs> I didn't write it down, so I could be wrong. But yeah, it is at the end of the scene. Karapika calls and Le- uh, uh, Squala's like, oh, shit, I got to get out. And he looks back and he goes, oh, I better take these eyeballs that Cordoby is tracking with me. So it's just another, aha, uh-huh, there he goes <laughs> moment, like. <laughs> this is this arc is actually a perfect example of not a uh, just if you ever feel like you're in danger, just just quit your job. It's fine. It, it's perfectly fine. Just quit your job. Like it's fine. Your boss will be pissed, but it's fine. You're alive. This goes to Kropiga, who missed his chance to get Crollo because his boss caught him, and he's like, "Sir, but sir, I was looking at a door," and the boss was like. No, my daughter. I need her fucking f- fortune telling powers. Get over here. Mm-hmm. And now Squall is like, damn, these eyeballs. My boss will be mad if she doesn't see those eyeballs. Squall <laughs> said, wow, oops, I almost forgot the eyeballs. I'd forget my own head if it wasn't attached to my shoulders. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> oh, it's so horrible. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Cordopi is like, damn, the eyeballs are moving. And Crollo's like, damn, they're leaving. I like and how he's he like, says they're moving downwards. And he's just, ah, oh, they're in an elevator. Yeah, he's like, they're moving downwards very slowly. He's like, elevator. <laughs> it's <laughs> like someone like, dropped them in crazy. slow motion. And it's like, Cordopi, you just copied a bunch of buildings. Don't you know what elevators are? <laughs> Crollo is making the big brain moves for the simplest conclusions. <laughs> he just looks at, this is what I'm talking about when I say they're all morons. Crollo is the smartest one here, and someone's like, he's moving downwards. And Crollo's like, Cortopy, please. Cortopy, my god. It's it's an elevator. And they're like, Bossu. <laughs> it's a I mean, it's a very good example of a group where there is one brain cell and Crollo is, is in possession of the one brain cell between the t- uh what, twelve of them? I guess 11 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, indiscriminate number. <laughs> you know, a certain amount. A number that I do not remember. Yeah. So um, the Phantom Troop is like, okay, well, they're they're in the hotel and they're going down very slowly. So they're in an elevator and they very decidedly do not start Naruto running. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so. They're just kind of like, okay, well... This guy is in a car, so we should all just start sprinting after him right now, right this instant. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this time, we do get Karapika being Melody being like, hey, Karapika, they're like moving. They're Naruto running. They're doing sick flips and jumps. Mm-hmm. It's cool as fuck. And Karapika's like, fuck, I want to be there. Parkour. And he gets out of the car and he sprints away. And Gon is just like, no, wait, I want to do parkour too. And <laughs> Leorio's just like, damn, I'm stuck in traffic. What do I do? Oh, I'm so angry. Leorio being stuck in traffic for this is the most Leorio shit. I can't handle it. I'm hey, sorry, in, <laughs> in, 19, in the 99 anime, Leorio does car court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Leorio nearly kills like 20 people because he's like, fuck, I'm just gonna do parkour myself in <laughs> this car. Gonna... <laughs> he says, first I park my car, and then I parkour my car. <laughs> <laughs> um... So the Phantom Troop takes off. They're doing six sprints and runs. Uh, people on the streets are like, damn, is that a like live performance of ninjas? Yeah. Uh, they're like jumping past walls. There's a cool shot of like all of them with kind of their hands in their pockets and just running up the side of a wall for no reason. 
Uh, Cordopy does look extremely cute doing this. Yeah, Cordopy um, is pretty cute. He's so little. He's just so small. Just a little boy. Um, eventually they're running. They're running. Karapika's being an idiot. Yeah, Kiwa um, yelled at Karapika on the phone because he's like, "Hey, they're you gonna catch stay you. in the car. Don't do this." And then he knows Gon is running after him, so Kila was very upset and trying to catch up to them. And then, obviously, Krolosh is like, hey, so we're being followed right now. And the others are like, damn, we didn't sense them. They must be pretty good. Should we get them? And he's just like, well, it's probably the chain user. And they're like, but who's the other one with the eyeballs? And he's like, <laughs> could also be the chain user. If okay. the chain user's behind me and the chain user's in front of me. Where chain user? Who's driving the plane? <laughs> and he says, okay, well, okay, okay. How about this? Hey, Pakunoda, you and Kortopi and Nobunaga, go blow up that car. Go get the guy in the car. It's fine. Mm. It might be the chain user. He really likes eyeballs. Um, we're going to stop here and talk to the person who keeps following us now, me, Machi, and um, I'm getting names all destroyed in my head. Shizuku. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. And so they're like, okay. And Nobunaga's like, but if it's not the chain user, I'll be very mad. And I really want to cut his head off. And he's like, okay, you <laughs> scamp. And he runs off. And they stop. And obviously, this was a big mistake for, you know, this is a big mistake for Karapika and Gon because they're hiding behind a mailbox and a street wall. Yeah, they turn around and immediately turn their gyo on. And as soon as they turn around, Karapika and Gon like split up. So they're behind two different objects. Um, and Object. they. Yeah, yeah, it's like a mailbox and like Gon is in an alley. Um, and or, they see no, them go behind there. Kropika's and like, in the alley. Yeah, Kropika's in the alley, Gon's behind the mailbox. Very specifically where uh, Killa yeah, 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 out yeah, them. yeah, that's my bad. Um, yeah, so they're behind there and uh, Gon is looking at uh, Kropika. Gon's behind the mailbox writing another letter to Aunt Mito. We're going to get a recap episode soon. <laughs> God, could you imagine a recap episode with Gon's <laughs> little voice talking about what went on here? Oh, <laughs> can you imagine Gon telling Aunt Mito about things he wasn't there for <laughs> Ooh, you know what that sounds good as fuck oh shit you know what i actually want that can we get that please <laughs> i couldn't say anyways um, yeah so crow is just like okay well Krolo's kind of like creeping up on him. Karapika is like behind, he's in the alley and his hands are very, they're looking a little nanny. And Gon is like, he's thinking, about to use the finger on them. Yeah, he, he's he's going to get his fingers out. And Gon is he's about like, to point dramatically. Mm -hmm. Gon is like sitting behind this mailbox, like, hey, 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 don't do this. Like, you cannot beat them. We will die. Do not do this. And um, Kilwa just like materializes like behind Karapika, but Karapika doesn't notice him. Or we we don't know that yet. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, I thought we saw Kilwa like mm -hmm. in the shadows, but like Karapika never noticed him. I yeah. don't believe so. I believe the first shot of him because Gon jumps out and is like, "Oh, hi, uh, you caught me." It's me. Um, and then yeah, like they're like, "Oh," and the other yeah. guy, and then Kilwa comes out. I believe that was a surprise to us. At least I don't know where I've like yeah put in my mind that we saw Killua just kind of like ghosting behind Karapika for a second. Yeah, no. Anyways. I, I don't think we do see him because it's like a tense moment where it's like, oh, it's Gone. We recognize this kid. Uh, hey, where's that other kid who's always hanging out with you? Come out from the alley. And it's like, oh no, it's not Killua in there. It's Karapika. We're fucked. And then Killua does come out and it's like, oh, okay. Killua caught up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh, it's you kids. The Phantom Troop is like, 
what the fuck? And like, it's you fucking kids. Why are you here? The the thing is called off. And Keela was like, they called off the the reward. We didn't know. And then it kind of cuts away and cuts back. And they are not making those like innocent faces anymore. They look very angry. Yeah, yeah they're like death staring them. And Polo's <laughs> just like, are these the children? And there's like, yeah. And he's just like, okay, cool, I guess. Wrap them up. Mm-hmm. And then Machi, like, teleports behind Gon and, like, wraps him in, like, her cool fucking fish, fishing and wire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Gon has a question. Yeah. Gon <laughs> has a question. And it's basically, hey, uh, motherfucker, how come you're how come you're such a, a big bastard and hey, kill people you, who don't uh, have anything hey, to do with hey, you? Hey, if you have a cross on your back, if you have a cross on your jacket right there, um, um, uh, hey, sir. So if you have a cross on your jacket, why do you kill people? <laughs> if you're so why are you Catholic. why are you destroying God's perfect creations, huh? That's Only the right. Lord can do that, huh? Yeah. Sir, sir, please answer the question right now. Um, so go and ask this, and Crow was basically like, I mean, he basically just monologues about his own self-awareness. <laughs> He's just like, well, if you ask me this question and I think about this question, it might bring me closer to to who I really am. And goes like, what the fuck? Um but yeah, they basically just decide to take them with them. Um, Gon asks Gon asks a question, and in reply, Crollo writes an entire live journal entry. Yeah, like pretty much, he just opens his notes app and reads what he like wrote most recently. Yeah, it's so funny because the speech is basically like Gon being like, "Hey, why do you kill people if they have like nothing to do with you?" And Crollo's like, "Why do we do that?" Well, it's obvious because they have nothing to do with us. Or wait. Maybe it's they have everything to do with us. They're everything to do with us. I don't know. I don't like thinking about myself that much. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like, he I like, don't really like to think about myself. I'm like, like, I am not your therapist. turns dude. away from Gone and he's like staring directly upwards and he's like all shy and awkward all of a sudden. And Gone's just like still death staring him and Killer's just like looking between them both like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think pretty much he just decides to take them with them, and then, uh, Melody shows up, and she finally loses it, um, which is well-deserved at this point. She's like, hey, so we need to be really, really careful now, because they already have them, and they're gonna be more aware now, and Karapis goes like, yeah, I fucking get it, and Melody's like, no, you don't, you just got two 12-year-olds kidnapped for you. Yeah, Melody and Karapika start yelling in the street, and the Phantom Troop goes, hey, what was that? (laughs) Yeah, they turn around and go, hey, what the fuck was that? They're like, hey, wait a minute. And I just turn around and speed walk back. Um, <laughs> They're like, hey, you two, where are you yelling over here? <laughs> Is this a lover's quarrel I'm seeing over here? Um, yeah, I mean, Karapika does calm down. Melody does succeed in calming Karapika down after they, you know, got two 12-year-olds kidnapped. Um, and then we, we and then we we go to, to Squala for, for a, a lovely touching scene. Um, he's getting out of his car. The, the, it's Pakanota, Cordopi, and, um, uh, 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 Nobunaga here. And Squala's, like, getting out of his car, and he's got this dramatic, like, inner monologue. And he's like, you know, when you've been in this business long enough. You gotta know when to hold him. <laughs> know when to hold him. Know when to walk away. Know when to get decapitated. Know <laughs> when to take the <laughs> to leave so that they don't have to watch you die. Know when to think about your hot wife. And go, damn, she was pretty great. I did. Squala, <laughs> Squala is like, damn, I've watched anime before. I've watched so many anime. I'm finally seeing my own death flags. Like, damn, I've been 
really death flag in this episode, huh? He's just sitting there. He's like, damn, I suddenly feel like a side character whose death will not really impact the story at all. Wait a minute. I actually <laughs> do get really sad when he like tells his dogs to leave and they're like, yeah, oh, sad. And then they all like file out one by one. And it's just like, I'm like, this is all such a comedy. But that one scene, I was actually like, oh, no, I will say <laughs> Squala is a real one here because he tells the dogs to get out and mm-hmm. they do. And then Pacanoto walks up behind him and like grabs his arm, puts him in like an arm lock and like says, hey, okay, if you lie to me, I'll like shatter your bones into puny dust i'm so strong mm-hmm. no monaga's like song and sexy yeah no monaga's like and if you move if you move at all i'll cut your head off so just remember that one i i don't like repeating myself yeah um and no no not no monaga um pakunoda is just kind of like hey so do you know the chain user what's their abilities like tell us tell us your secrets and He's just like, I don't know who you're talking about. Like, Squala clearly knows. And he's just kind of like, I don't fucking know who you're talking about, my guy. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I just work. I'm like, I just want my dogs. I just I, work here, man. I just, I'm on a, I'm walking my dogs. And they're like, your dogs were in a car and you were driving. He's like, yeah, grift. Um, <laughs> he's just like, I'm just walking my damn dogs. And she's like, okay, first of all, you're lying. So goodbye, your arm. And she breaks his arm. And he's like damn that hurt that hurt a lot and he lets it flop to his side and nobunaga's like hey what i say about moving hey, hey now mm-hmm. strike two yeah let's, let's not get to three don't fucking move again Let, let's not get to three buddy i don't want to do it but i lord i will do it mm-hmm. um and is just like tell us the chain users abilities like i don't know yeah asks again like where specifically he is and he says he doesn't know he's like what did you do with um uvo Gein? and he's like oh the big guy well our boss died and he disappeared like i thought you guys knew that and she's like hmm okay well i have one last question do you have anyone in the world you love and he's like my dogs and she's like yeah he's like would i be in this business if i loved anyone and she's just kind of like so this Liza girl, she's pretty hot. And he fucking goes like, oh, I'm about to go sicko mode. I'm going to fuck you about to get. Oh, mm-hmm. and then he dies. Mm-hmm. He's and dead. And his head is off. Yeah. Then his head is off and flying through the air and he looks perfectly normal and regular about it. Um, Nobunaga is doing a wide stance, putting his sword away. Like I told you not He's to like, move, I buddy. I fucking told him not to move. I don't know. I told him like three times. He's like, I, I gave him three strikes, man. I gave him three of them. I was uh, so generous, and look what he did. Mm-hmm. Look what he made me do by Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, his head falls to the floor, and Nobunaga's like, hey, Pakanoda, did you get any information? And she's like, yeah, I got some stuff. Like, it buildies his face. Like, I, I got I got some stuff. Um, I don't want to tell you, so here, I'm going to shoot it into your brain. Yeah, he's like, uh, telling you too long would be too long and confusing and stupid. So um, I'm going to start loading these bullets and point them directly at your skulls. And do you trust me? And Nobunaga is like, please do it. I'm I'm so ready to do it. Please. Yeah, she says, are you scared, you fucking pussy? She's like, you scared yet? And he's like, no, I love this. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And loads the bullets, fires them into her their head with her power. I forget what his name is called. Um, yeah, something, something, bullet head, memory, wire head, just do that. Yeah. Um, JFK, the power. Um, <laughs> and when that happens, Nobunaga and Kortopi instantly get all the memories that Pakunoda knows downloaded into their mind. Mm-hmm. And 
Nobunaga says like, yep, now I see you, chain user. Yep. I'll never forget you for as long as I live. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about the character design of Pakanoda for a minute because I just, I... Are like, you feeling things again? Just the... <laughs> I will get out the spray bottle. <laughs> no, it's not even... Like, she... Uh-huh. I love the character design of her being so quiet all the time and just, like... I mean, her power is to, like, you know sense people's like memories and stuff but like just the character design of her being so quiet and silent all the time and just not being like and then the like having like developed a specific nen power for not only taking people's memories when you touch them but in case i don't want to spell out what was in those memories i am going to develop specific nen bullets so that i can shoot the memories into people's minds. I just, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with that as like a part of her character specifically, but it is very, very good. Can you imagine Russian roulette with Pakunoda? No. One of, <laughs> five of these bullets are <laughs> real. One of them is a Nen bullet that'll download some cool <laughs> memories into your brain. Yeah, no, I feel like it. Nen block them, but the one will give you some sick memories. The one will give you some weird memories. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel I feel like no, I feel like Russian roulette with Pakunoda is uh everyone puts their most embarrassing childhood memory into a bullet yeah. and then it pick and then she picks one at random and, and, and spins the cylinder. She spins it and is like, okay, guys, here we go. Yeah, it's a trust activity. She just shoots <laughs> random, like, <laughs> Shalnark's memories go to Shizuku. It's just a whole a whole bonding. That's how they all bonded <laughs> quickly. Yeah. None of them agreed. <laughs> None of them wanted Hisakas. That's part of the induction. She has to take some of your memories and then shoot them into it. Like, they play the game every time somebody, like, comes into the Phantom Troop. They play a fun game of Russian roulette with everybody's embarrassing memories. Which is why they didn't get to Hisuka, because they looked at Hisuka and they said, I don't want his memories, actually. Yeah, Pakunoda looked at him and said, I'm not touching him. She says, I don't want a I'm not taking texture. his memories. <laughs> wow. I do not want that. Wow, Nobunaga, you pissed your pants in eighth grade? <laughs> and that's why you never wear pants anymore? Wow, Nobunaga, you made pissy shitties in eighth grade? Uh, wow, Nobunaga, you had the whole braces with headgear and everything. Oh wow, God. cringe, bro. That's so fucking cringe. <laughs> I wonder what all the others are the most embarrassing memories are. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, Machi had a Hitalia phase. <laughs> my God. Machi God. fucking loved Hitalia. She does not tell it to anybody. Shizuku doesn't have any embarrassing memories because she she's forgets not everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much like Uvo Gein. Shizuku has never remembered anything in her life. That's true. I also just feel like she does not feel the emotion of shame. She has never <laughs> been embarrassed by any of her actions ever. Like, yes. she just does what she does. And if it feels weird to other people, that is absolutely not her problem. Uh, she's so powerful. Like Mm-hmm. embarrassing memories is that he has all those sick body mods and scars because he got one scar tripping <laughs> <laughs> he got one scar tripping very embarrassingly and he landed on like a fucking like 
piece of glass or something. Yeah, he has all these cool body mods and shit, but his most, like, visible cool scars are all from just, like, dumb, embarrassing shit. Yeah, he, like, tripped and landed on a doorknob and, like, (laughs) fucking, like, got a sick scar and he's like, well... He had, like, a Bella Spawn thing where, like, he, like... Yeah, he tripped down some stairs and flung himself out a window. Yeah, where they faked it, where, like, she fell out of the hotel room. He actually did that. He tripped on a carpet and fell through a hotel, like, window out of, like, a floor. (laughs) Can't believe the S. Meyer still that from Hunter Hunter. I know. SMH. So shocking. Of Get her. your own material, S. Meyer. <laughs> oh, what's Phaeton's most embarrassing memory? God. Hmm. Phaeton, he has braces. I feel like Phaeton once did that like weird stabby thing, but just completely missed like one time. And Phaeton's, we'll never forget it in his life. Phaeton's weird embarrassing memory isn't that embarrassing, but it's he had braces, like very bad braces. So he put that collar all the way up. <laughs> Like he put it so it hurt. He never got over it. Yeah, he's so embarrassed. He doesn't want to show people his teeth. I feel like maybe um, his lips are so chapped all the time. He's so embarrassed by it. (laughs) This is a me thing too, but I feel like he has dental work that he just never got removed. Yeah. So like he just like if if you really see him like smile or whatever, he does have some metal work going in there, and he's very embarrassed about it. He says no one will ever see this. He doesn't have dental insurance anymore. Yeah, he's like no one. Phaeton's no. Hold on. I think Phaeton's embarrassing memory is that Sum Forty One was his favorite band at one point. Yeah, that's right, actually. <laughs> now, we need to... What's Finks's most embarrassing memory? I don't know enough about Finks. Who's this Slav guy? What's his most embarrassing secret? I feel hmm. like he really likes... I mean, I know we just did a band one. I, for some reason, am just getting a real strong Avril Lavigne vibe from him. Yeah... I just want to say he has some real, like, guilty pleasure. Like, he has a whole playlist of, like, Avril Lavigne, Paramore, Blink-182. Like, all the embarrassing ones. And he just, like, he cannot ever have the aux cord ever. because Damn, do you think is just, do you think Fink's ever just blessed some Deli- Celine Dion and cries? Absolutely, yes. I do. His most embarrassing memory is the time they all went to see Titanic at the movie theater and he <laughs> cried during <laughs> Like, he was just, like, sobbing. Like, that's actually his most embarrassing memory is any slightly emotional movie he sobs at. He cannot <laughs> stop. They went to see, like, fucking Pete's Dragon, and he just fucking, like, <laughs> they had to report him out because he was too loud. Mm-hmm. He went to see Naked Ralph, and just that last scene where he's, like, about to punch through the volcano. He just really, really, really was having a hard time with that one. He can't handle horror movies either, like... <laughs> Anything that slightly emotionally gets him, he fucking, he can't handle it. Mm-hmm. It's only movies, too. Nothing else. Okay, I'm really thinking about Shalnark, though. What mm-hmm. is Shalnark's embarrassing memory? Ooh. Uh, maybe this is less embarrassing and, and more sad, but maybe he was, like, maybe he was, like, really close to catching, you know, all 150 Pokemon in Pokemon Red, but then he dropped his Game Boy down a sewer. No! (laughs) Oh my god. Maybe he did what I did when Pokemon Emerald was out, and he thought that that fucking countdown at that goddamn space station, which went up every time you beat the Elite Four, was actually an in-game event that got you to take to see a legendary Pokemon like Deoxys, and then the game was just like, no, that's just something funny we did. Wow. 
this is not from experience of having beat it a hundred times in the game saying, LOL, you did that. Ha ha. Ha ha. Just fun for you. <laughs> just like, LOL, you grinded that. Ha ha. Fucking idiot. <laughs> we, you so got tricked, sad. bro. Gosh. <laughs> I think, I think, I think the one looming over us all is what is Uvo Gein's most embarrassing memory? Oh. Oh. <sighs> See, Uvo Gein is another one where I feel like he doesn't have a lot of shame, but I know there's something if we can dig down. Do you think maybe hmm. he flexed too hard and ripped his pants? Mm. Ooh, I don't the know that he would be. Ripped. That's why his compression shorts. Would he be embarrassed about that? Actually, his most embarrassing memory is the time he had a perm. <laughs> Say this <laughs> as a canon fact. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. It's literally in the next episode we learned that he had a perm. Mm. Wow, so that's his most embarrassing memory. He refuses to tell people that he used to have it. Yeah, that seems pretty canon confirmed. Yeah. Anytime someone brings it up, he immediately kills them. I was going to say that perhaps he was like a very lanky teenager and is very self-conscious Oh, that about he was a it. twink? Yeah, he was a twink at one point, And then he was like, fuck this. I'm going to be strong forever. Oh, he, he was just that built bit from SpongeBob where the fish is like, I used to be a nerd and everyone made fun of me. But now I'm a jock and I'm a jerk and everyone loves it. Sure, I, I don't... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch SpongeBob. My parents wouldn't That's let sad. me. <laughs> it's a Christian film. <laughs> My parents are very Catholic. Yeah, Uvogain. Uvogain is just the scrawny nerd from those like Atlas, oh, th- those like old ass comic book ads for like Atlas workout yeah. whatever. Yeah. He fell in some ooze and he got ripped. I think Hisuka had the Onesler phase. Hisuka is the Onesler. Mm, that is kind of true. Hisoka current. What are you talking about? Hisoka has a currently active Onesler blog. Yeah, he is Onesler. <laughs> that is true. A currently active in the year of our Lord 2021. Yeah. Hisoka does have a very strong Joker hate blog because he thinks Joker stole his bit. Yeah. <laughs> when Joker 2019 came out, he was so fucking mad. He was so livid. I feel like we can come up a really good embarrassing memory for Hisuka, though, because Hisuka does have a lot of shame. Like the pants ripping thing definitely could see that happening to him and him being very embarrassed and perhaps murderous about it. We can come up with a really good one for him. Hisuka has shame? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hisuka stands butt ass naked at his window. Yeah, not that kind of shame. He, I feel like he is like the kind he gets very embarrassed and very like angry like if you he's bring up gets turned on done, by shame i don't think so certain times of shame probably i feel like he's the type that like you bring up that funny moment and you're like haha like everybody's ribbing each other and you're like haha remember that time that you did and he's like i will fucking end you how dare you bring that up how, I don't see it. I don't see fucking... Hisuka experiencing shame. <laughs> I don't I don't see Hisuka ever experiencing shame. Not my Hisuka. Yeah, I wonder if he's I wonder if Hisuka's embarrassing memory is just like he slipped and fell in the pool at one point, and it's not that embarrassing, but he's so mad about it. But he, he went, yeah, that's field. what I <laughs> something dumb like that where he tripped. And like like if you bring it up. 
on your own head, be it. Like, it's not that big a deal. It should just be like a funny ha-ha laugh moment, but he has no sense of humor about it whatsoever. He doesn't have shame because everyone... I think he just takes himself so seriously. He doesn't have shame because everyone involved in that incident isn't alive. Who will ever tell that secret? (laughs) Exactly, though, like... (laughs) He doesn't have shame. He has no reason for it. No one will ever tell it. That's true. Pakanoda doesn't know it because Pakanoda will never touch him. But that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> if Pakanoda like figured it out and like told anybody, she would not be alive anymore. You see, that's why that memory is buried. <laughs> He'll never let it to the forefront of his mind. Is that not the essence of shame? Mm-hmm. Who else haven't we done? I feel like we need to. We just haven't done Pakanoda. I don't think we've done Cortopi or Crollo. Yeah, and there's also Bonolinov. Yeah, and we don't know anything about... He's like the mummy guy, so maybe he just tripped over his bandages. No, there's like a backstory from Bonolinov. Well, I don't know It's not great. I don't know it. It's not great at all. Can you come up with a memory based on it? Um... (laughs) Yeah, his farts sound weird, and it's very tied to his power. Mm. Yeah, okay, that's true. That is it. Uh Fucking intriguing. Something, something, new hole. (laughs) No! Something, something, new no! hole. What? Yeah, that's that's a little treat for you. Oh no, that's not a Just treat. Just a little teaser. We learn about that this during is a the trick. <laughs> we learn about that during the Khmer Antarch. We learn about all of Benolov's new holes. Oh no! And his most embarrassing memory about getting a new one oh, by accident. I'm gonna have to wait a whole arc to figure out <laughs> what's going on with Ban Benolov. Benolov's hole. Um, banana. Yeah, just go on banana. Banana's whole. Um. So we haven't done Crollo, Pakunoda, Cortopy. I feel like Cortopy's has to be like an embarrassing haircut where he got his bangs cut a little bit too oh, short. Oh, he had yes. a bowl cut once. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had the mob psycho haircut. Cortop- yeah, Cortopy <laughs> absolutely had a really bad, like, bowl cut and will not let anybody cut his hair ever again. Yeah, yeah, or to be yeah. had like a fucked up haircut. He's just gonna grow it out forever. It's not even like an embarrassing memory. It's like a traumatic one. Someone <laughs> he was do. He was so mad. Yeah, one of those haircuts you see online, and you're like, I'm not you, and I'm so mad. Like, how do they do this to like you? Like the barber switched his chair around, and Cordoby fucking blew up. He fucking <laughs> couldn't stand it. Yeah. Okay, so that's Cordoby. We have Crollo and Pakanoda. I have no idea what Cortopi looks like, but I'm imagining him with like, with the bowl cut and the little boy shorts and the schoolboy backpack. I'm fully picturing his face like blurred out. Like, he looks. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like, yeah, he looks like Mob Psycho, but with like a blurry face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His name yeah. is Blurry Face, and he does care what you think. I. <laughs> You're welcome. What an ancient relic I just brought up. Um. Pakunoda. We keep bouncing around Pakunoda. Pakunoda's kind of another one I feel has no Pakun- Pakunoda has written some fucking fan fiction. Yeah, Pakunoda has fan fiction for an... Im- Ooh, what is Pakunoda she has some weird kinks, I feel like. Like, she has some fan fiction on a secret she write- Pakunoda writes. Ha- Pakunoda writes Harry Potter Imagines. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
a different direction, but I do like that. Pakunoda writes, Harry Potter imagines she really, really, really wants to meet Rupert Grant. Pakunoda is <laughs> in all the problematic fan fiction. Or, uh, she's like, she writes Steven Universe. She writes Harry Potter. She writes Hasbin Hotel. Yeah. Um, I'm grouping all of these together simply because there's discourse. I do not put Steven Universe on the same level <laughs> as those other two. But yeah, she's into all of those. She writes Voltron shit. She write she definitely writes like RPF, right? Real person fic. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. She has some good like Harry Styles um She wrote she what? wrote after. <laughs> wrote she after. she wrote RPF about one of someone she knows what like just like one of her friends she knows personally, and then that person found out and is like, Why would you do this? That's oh, why she has memory stealing power. <laughs> yeah. She gives them a big <laughs> hug and then she writes embarrassing fan fiction about them. Oh. oh that's so fucked up. That's that's her crime. That's <laughs> she hasn't done anything except <laughs> except that. Pakanota's canceled. I can't believe Pakanota's canceled, Pakanota. First Dr. Seuss, Mr. Potato Head, and now Pakanota. Oh my god. Oh, uh, what's Crollo's most embarrassing memory? What is Crollo's most embarrassing memory? Mm. It's probably the fact that he actually at one point was Catholic. Like schoolboy, like went to a Catholic school. You know what? I'm 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 rehashing what I was saying for Pacanota for Crollo. Crollo is like super Catholic, so all of his kinks are super fucked up and he's very embarrassed about them. So he's just got like a secret locked shit of just like weird like you know, just like super fucked up thoughts that he's like, these are not normal and I don't really care to have them. But also he commissions like, the Wonder Bread guy. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Everything like it, all, all of his wires are crossed in that way. So yeah. he's just like, nope, nope. This is locked. Secret yep. silent. Yeah, he commissions the Wonder Bread guy or is the Wonder Bread guy. Mm. No one really knows. I I, I almost feel like. Crollo might have I think Crollo probably threw up on his youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is horrible, but yes, you're so right. Yes. He did absolutely like just projectile vomit <laughs> at his youth pastor. Yeah, he, he was, no, he was super, super Catholic, and he was really thinking about like going into the priesthood or whatever. But he had that incident where he just threw up. He was he was an altar boy, and he just threw up all over the, <laughs> the altar. And he ran out, and he was never Catholic again. In fact, he's <laughs> Catholic now. That's why he has the cross, the upside down cross. He could have done what I did in kindergarten when I went to a Catholic school and mm-hmm. been in a play about like the crucifixion of Jesus or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, and forgotten exactly what the fuck they did to him. So I'm stage in front of a bunch of catholic people and my parents mm-hmm. i did say they made jesus drink all that yucky stuff and then I walked <laughs> <off stage. laughs> so that probably would happen to crollo like like him i am also no longer catholic and you know neither is he he just had an embarrassing play when he was in kindergarten yeah. everyone laughed at him and they all looked at him disappointedly and he's like nope i'm out I'm, I'm, I really, I'm loving the imagery of him doing like a play and just throwing up all over the altar. Yeah. They were doing the Christmas play. He was, he was Joseph. Yeah. He, it was the nativity scene and he did throw up on baby Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) He did get tummy troubles. (laughs) He did throw up on. He had one too many milk. 
milkshakes and threw up all over our Lord Jesus Christ. He did do that. That was something he did. He was never seen at that Catholic school, and that Catholic school mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, he walked out. He never walked back. I'm glad we've done this. I'm so glad we now I'm... know all the most embarrassing secrets so we can play roulette. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the content you won't get from any of those other Hunter Hunter podcasts. That's right. This is our special little thing. <laughs> our weird tangents. This is our brand. That's how we differentiate between all the others. <laughs> they have their themes, their their hours of work and research that they do about their shows. We talk about what if Crollo threw <laughs> <laughs> play <laughs> <laughs> mm, this is canon just yes <laughs> realizes this um should we head over to I am, yeah i'm actually emailed yeah. in togashi right now <laughs> give me a confirmation yeah sounds about right mm-hmm. are we ready for too many gones yeah yeah oh, i can ready. see what the other gones are doing yeah, right now yeah 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 do we have any thoughts no not really yeah um, i mean it was very Similar. Keith brought up earlier that Leorio did have a, a, a nice Grand Theft Auto moment. Yeah, he <laughs> did. Twenty people. <laughs> there was one thing that I let me see if I can find it because I didn't actually take ninety nine notes this time. I just wrote something. Oh, it was just a weird thing. But there is a moment when Squalic gets his head chopped off. He does have like he keeps talking after his yeah. head gets cut off, which was a fun a- dramatic moment. There couple actually- of couple of extra dialogue lines there. Hmm. Yeah, there's like a great moment where um, there are people in like the cars next. They're like in the 2011. There's like no one on the street, even though it's supposed to be wall to wall traffic. Yeah, wall to wall traffic the, exactly where Leorio is. In the 1999, there's like actual traffic, and he's like getting interrogated, and people are just like, "Damn, did a bunch of dogs just get out of that guy's car? <laughs> yeah. Damn, are they breaking that dude's Damn. arm? Yeah. Is this like a TV show or were he pranked?" <laughs> and then his head fucking comes off, and they're like, "Oh my god, I think he just died." Just, oh. Yeah, yeah, I think like the 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 ninety nine is definitely like they definitely did a good job of actually like populating the city, you know, and like having yeah. people like either react or not react to all the wild shit that's going on around them. Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit more like oh ninja talk in like the ninety nine yeah. when they're like running through the city and stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, I think. The, the the fucking quality of the vibes in 99 have just gone way up since now that we're, like, in it with OVA. the OVA. Yeah, it seems like their stuff is, like, way more paced out. It seems like, I don't know if it's, like, due to the different director or, like, a difference in the production schedule, but it it's, like, it seems so deliberately paced. I think yeah. it's, yeah, really good, really effective. Um, yeah. That that yeah. ending scene really scared me, but we're getting some yeah. quality. <laughs> I can't yeah. look at Karapika's O face. It it's just, so bad. Please don't do this. It really it sucks. Do it like four times. <laughs> Every time I'm like, Jesus Christ, why why this image? Why are we doing this? Yeah, it it really is bad. But yeah, just overall for the ninety nine, I think like. It kind of has more of an intimate feel to it, if that makes sense, just yeah, because yeah. of the slower pacing. And I feel like we're getting, like, a lot of really close shots on, like, the characters' faces and their reactions. And, like, I don't know. I noted this especially in, like, the the Kilua and Melody uh, sort of interaction 
But they're just like really having a moment of like seeing each other's talents and abilities and just like appreciating yeah. that in a way that feels like I yeah, really in a way that feels really sincere. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really, really hits that they I mean, I, I've always liked this scene. This is one of those that I've like Again, like parts of this arc I've seen a lot just because like obviously like Devin has enjoyed this a whole lot. So before I was super into it, I had seen some of this and I really, really did like the 99 the way they like really it just feels like they put a lot of care into those two characters interacting. And it's one Mm -hmm. scene, you know, they are going to get like. I mean, I don't know if they interact really a whole lot through the rest of this arc, but like that one scene, they just really took some care with that. And I liked it. Yeah, for sure. Mm hmm. What you don't know is Melody just adopts Killua. Mm. That's how <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. She says, I'm taking you home with me, small little child. <laughs> that's what he deserves. Yes. That's the next arc, next arc actually. Mm, wonderful. What was your other note, Keith? Yeah, my, my only other note is that when Pakunoda uses the memory bullets, shit goes fully 2001 for a second. Yeah! Oh my god. <laughs> I loved that, honestly. <laughs> I've been talking a lot about mind palaces today, but that is like the most mind palace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also like when we're actually like experiencing the memories, having the flashbacks, like, you know, it's 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 showing us see- scenes from like earlier in the anime, but like with this heavy like VHS static distortion yeah. filter on it. And it's like for some reason, the sound of it really reminds me of Serial Experiments Lane. I, I I haven't watched that show in a while, but just for some reason, like the whole soundscape going on behind all the dialogue is just like, huh? This is this is reminding me a lot of Serial Experiments Lane. Like yeah. it kind of has a distinct sound to it. I thought it was really cool. I don't have any experience with what you're referencing, but I thought the scene was cool. I like the VHS filter and everything. I'm a sucker for some static. Yeah. Serial Experiments Lane is like the weird, surreal, psychological horror series uh, written by the man who would go on to do a children's show called Digimon Tamers. Oh! Interesting! Mm -hmm. Fun, fun. I might have to... Another weird horror (laughs) suspense show. (laughs) About children being chased by evil programs who do want to murder them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Sir, you know, it's it's a very different show, though. You know, it's got this whole thing where the internet becomes its own world, and you know, there's this weird crossover between like the metaphysical presence of the internet and reality. Definitely not like Digimon at all. <laughs> there's a shadowy government organization, you know. Oh, definitely not the thing that was in Digimon Tamers with the shadowy <laughs> organization that didn't really do anything after that. Mm. <laughs> that does sound very interesting, though. Um, do we have any other notes for 99? Or manga. Or manga. Or manga. I didn't go back and read the manga for this one, no, but I don't. I didn't really know it. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. From what I remember of the manga, I don't think there's any big changes, especially since like the the plot beats of the '99 and the 2011 felt so similar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like towards the ends of a lot of these seasons, there's a lot less notes on like changes, especially yeah. in like the manga, because it's just like, yeah, I mean, this is the plot. Like we're winding it down. So that makes sense. What we're all missing is the fact that Anakin Skywalker did appear in the manga and he did kill all the younglings. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, we just missed that completely. 
<laughs> did he kill the Kurta clan? Yeah, he did kill the Kurta clan. <laughs> he slaughtered them like animals. The men, the women, and the children. Yeah. Um. So how right. how are we feeling today? Do we want to hit up? Um. Do we have recommendations? Do we want to head over to Green Island, or are we feeling our Hunterpedia today? I mean, I could always give a recommendation, but I mean, we can do Hunterpedia. How are you feeling, Keith? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't especially have anything. I think I'll do Hunterpedia. It's been a busy, busy couple of weeks for me, so... Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that, I mean, my hyperfixation currently is going through Star Trek Next Generation again, so that's going to be my only recommendation. <laughs> I mean, I don't even really recommend it. It's bad, but, like, I love it. Devin and I have basically been taking turns making each other watch either Star Trek Next Generation or uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, so... Uh-huh. That's been basically what we're doing. So yeah, let's uh, let's hit up our hundredpedia. All right, this week I have Shizuku and Franklin. Ooh, I love that. Ooh, a double header. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can actually find them in this mess of a list I have made. <laughs> there you two are, right next to each other. Wonderful. Who are we doing first? Uh, so let's talk about Shizuku. Uh, for her persona, I definitely think she's raccoon and i don't really have any reason for that other than i think she would look really cute with as a as a raccoon persona she's got those big round glasses that that you know sort of yeah i feel like i can see her with those grabby little thief hands that raccoon yeah like i feel like she would vibe with that she would simply love to grab things with her grabby little hands yeah and she could use her vacuum to vacuum up things and save them for later yeah as a raccoon would do she would love all the trash she could collect yeah I feel like that works very well. I like that a lot. Yes. Um, uh, then uh, for her Pokemon partner, I definitely think Slowpoke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Slowpoke is just kind of a little dummy, and we like them. And I'm pretty sure they learn Amnesia as a move, so that fits. Slowpoke is good because Slowpoke is also canonically incredibly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just very, very slow. Yeah. Just, like, is not aware at any moment. That supervises with Shisuku, the very, like, uh, knows everything so it cancels out kind yeah. of vibe <laughs> that I feel from Shisuku. What's the next category? And uh, Smash, I'm 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 gonna save Digimon Partner for last because it's a okay. new one. Smash Main, I think we've already touched on. It's King DDD. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes the most Sweet. sense, certainly. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. King DDD or um, King K. Rule because he also has that vacuum. Yes. I feel like I feel like King DDD works better though because you know he just has like the rounder cuter vibe yeah yeah i feel like she's good would like that king k rule a little bit nasty yeah and then for digimon partner it's gilmon you know i think i think those two have like a similar sort of dumb cutie energy and i really like that uh, I really like that pair. Also, I just think Shizuku would would treat our boor- boy right. She would give him lots of hugs and feed him lots of bread. Yeah. She would be and very nice to them. I can't wait for them to both collectively forget what they're doing at any time. Yeah, <laughs> I love it when they both go sicko mode and break a person's neck. Yeah. Right? We love that for them. I'll they never forgive it. Tamers for having fucking Gilman do evil Divi- Digivolution, Dark Digivolution, and turn into a sick fucking dragon. 
And then everyone being like, damn, we hate that. And me being like, hey, I love that. Hey, hey, <laughs> that dragon looks cool as fuck. And they're like, it looks so evil. And I'm like, yeah, he looks sick as fuck. Yeah, I very much have that thing with the Digimon where I think the evil ones look very, very cool. Nikitramon does deserve more respect. <laughs> Put some respect on that cool dragon's name. Please do not turn him into a guy in armor. <laughs> <laughs> that very much, too. Uh, yeah, so next up we have Franklin. Um, for his man. persona, I'm going Gator. Just a Ooh. big, chunky, toothy boy. I like that. Yeah, he does got that strength. Mm-hmm. For for Pokemon partner, I'm open to suggestions, but the one I have is Toxicroak. I forget why I chose that, honestly. Maybe it's not the strongest. I mean, Toxicroak is cute. Yeah, true. I don't know. I would go with Golurk, but that might just be projecting of them being both big and kind of looking like Frankenstein creations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see Golurk. Golurk. Go. Go and Lurk. Okay, <laughs> that's valid. I my instinct is to go with Golurk just because they're both meaty boys, and I feel like Franklin appreciates a meaty boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I like his friendship with Shizuku, and I like that the the vibe of having them both together. Yeah, he like... would definitely <laughs> appreciate a small friend. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. can do a double up. He can get two. I will give it to him. Mm. All right. I feel like, um, yeah, I like Golurk as a, as a, like a, a main one. He, I just like Golurk. He looks like Oh, the... Golurk's sick as fuck. He got jet boots. Mm. When he wants to fly, his legs retract into him and he just shoots jets out of them. See, to me, he just looks like, um, the knights in like Phantom Hourglass and, um, the, the spirit other one. Tracks. Well, yeah, yeah, it is spirit tracks where you get to play a Zelda and go yeah. like be into the knights. That's what he looks like to me. Yes. He's very nice. Okay, what's the... So we have Smash Main and um, Digimon. Yeah, let's see. For for Digimon partner, um, we were talking about giving him Galgamon, but I want to make a slight alteration to that because because we've already reserved Terriermon for a character in the future, and I don't want to step on that evolution line. Obviously. So for Franklin, I want to give him Black Galgamon. It is Galgamon, but palette-swapped. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, I vibe with that. I think it's incredibly funny that Digimon loves doing this thing where they're like, what would the evil version of them be? And it's just like, I don't know, them in a darker color? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just black Greymon, fucking black Weregrumon. I have a thing. I I mean, this is... Um, they always look better is the problem. That is true. Yeah. I always associate the color schemes like red and black with being transmasculine. So a lot of the Digimon, I just have this vibe where I look at them and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a trans man. Well, there are. <laughs> have you seen War Greymon? That's a trans man. Mm, yeah, I, I will. I will look him up immediately. That, that's that's a trans man. OK, God. I don't know when this is coming out, but a few weeks ago I did record a podcast with a friend just talking about, like, how fucking gay Digimon is. And we talked a lot about, like, their designs and stuff and how, like, how fucking trans some of it gets. Uh, yeah. That's very, very good. I got very mad the other day because Devin was showing me some, uh... (laughs) 
I don't remember a thing you're talking about, so please. It's um, it's these arts that sometimes people do online where they say, "Oh, you mean the Pokemon edits where people um, yeah, like, people look at a Pokemon that don't have a gender and they say, well, what if this was a gender?' And then oh, we'll that sucks. Swap those and things do, are so like, fun. A, a female version of this Pokemon that doesn't have a gender, and like, and then they'll do like male versions of the ones that look more frilly. I guess it's very like weird, and it That's made dumb. me very mad. I'm like. Cool art exercise. Don't do this. I'm like still a little mad that they took a perfectly good Pikachu and now for some reason the female version has a butt for a tail. It has a heart tail for no apparent reason. We do get good images of trans Pikachu with this, but I love, has been subjugated to the yeah, gender. I love trans Pikachu, not maybe not at the expense of having like Gender. gendered Pikachus at all. However... I, I does, do get something good out of it, at least. If we are bringing up these, like, fan-made uh, male and female ones that uh -huh. are awful and funny, uh -huh. uh, we do have to bring out the crimes of Game Freak for making a male and female version of Wabafet, where the girl mm. version oh, is stick. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, I thought you were going to say tits. I thought I mean, you were going to say they put tits on a Wabafet. I mean, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> Let's see. Wabafet. Ugh. <sighs> So yeah, there's the regular Wobbuffet. Look sure, at him. Sure. He's a fun little I've, man. He's a I've fun seen Wobbuffet. I've, yeah, I've seen little, the Pokemon he's, anime. Yeah, he's a fun little man. I've seen him hanging out with Jesse and James. Uh, why is it only Pokemon Go? Why does that immediately go? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, they just uh, give Wobbuffet lipstick for I no reason. I hate it. With, they closed her mouth. Yeah, they closed her mouth. They made her less fun. She looks awful. I don't know why they yeah. gave her lipstick. I'm glad it's they didn't truly garbage. Tits, but they didn't have to do any of what it. What if they did, though? I'm they. What if they gave female Wobbuffet some big honking badongers? I don't want to see it. Are you sure you don't want to see <laughs> Carol Wobbuffet with those big milkies? <laughs> I would prefer not to see it. You don't want to see female Wobbuffet with the. I the don't want to see Wobbuffet's big milkers. I do not. <laughs> you don't want to see her massive milkers. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, not always to be strong. God, I, I earlier I was going to say that Game Freak would be far too cowardly to ever put titties on a Pokemon, but then I remembered well, Jinx. Well, you see, the thing about that is Game Freak is getting hornier and hornier. True, so that is true. We'd all remember the tragedy that is Megalopunny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With her ripped fucking fishnet leg stock. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, we do remember that. I, I do like that all the Gen 8 starter evolutions are just, like, sexy dudes, though. They're just dudes. I feel so weird having them. <laughs> Guys. Fucking Intellion is a Tumblr sexy man. <laughs> they are they are just pandering straight to the furries, and I like it. They are saying this one's for you guys. <laughs> and I, I'm like, yes, more please. More of these <laughs> sexy, like, sexy men. <laughs> that is for me, please, thank you. <laughs> I feel like making your designs a little too sexy and horny is a realm for Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> Digimon gets that realm. <laughs> Digimon gets to make designs where you're just like, the muscle definition on this is a little too... Just, hmm. A little too well done. There's like something about this that uh, is weird. Just why does Weirgurumon yep. have them ripped pants? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah. 
God, uh, I don't know if you've seen where Garuruman in his first appearance in the 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 2020 anime, but he's oh, just just looks- fucking JoJo posing. Just got his painted red nails, mm. doing just flamboyant poses. It's truly amazing. It One. definitely turned some kids gay. I <laughs> remember listening to Lost in Translation Mon when they get to that episode, and I forget which host, but one of them is just like, "Oh, Keith is right. This is extremely horny." <laughs> And just being like, uh. <laughs> uh, so what the fuck is Franklin's smash main? I don't have anything written oh, down for this God. one. I forgot. I forgot we were even on that. Um, I feel like we've given Ganondorf to somebody. Franklin wouldn't have Ganondorf. It would have something with guns. Mm. Bayonetta. I'm giving him Bayonetta. No one can tell me no for any reason. He gets Bayonetta. You know, that's valid. He gets Bayonetta, that's all I'll say. We get another character who definitely gets Bayonetta later, but also he gets Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah. He'll fight over it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll win. Yeah. I'm sorry to the other character. I feel like we've assigned most of the shooters, yeah, because I feel like we did Falco and Fox in our episode. Did we do Mega Man? No. (laughs) I don't know. You gotta understand, that episode is a fever dream of which I'll never remember. Oh, it sure is. I just remember doing Falco and Fox because we had some, I think we like switched a couple up at some point. Yeah, I don't remember a single thing about that episode. We still saying Bayonetta for Franklin? Yeah, let's just give it to Bayonetta. Someone else is gonna get him? Yeah. It's, the rules are fake. We can do what we want. That's valid. Yeah, this is our podcast. Yeah. It's our time. No, 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 that's super valid. It's our hot girl summer. Yeah. Um... (laughs) So I think that wraps things up today. We yeah. uh, about does it. We talked about the episodes for approximately like maybe forty minutes, and then like <laughs> embarrassing memories for twenty, and then yeah, assignments for another thirty. So <laughs> we've done our due diligence and made this podcast go off the rails. Mm-hmm. So I am glad we talked about their embarrassing. Yep, yep. Memories. Scone will hunting, baby. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about. I will clap. Yeah. Like him in one of those weird call out posts. Mm-hmm. Say it louder for the people in the back. We're almost done with this season. I know. Yeah. We have like one more podcast episode for this season and then we have a wrap up. It's, it's so weird because like I listen to podcasts and I'm like, wow, they're like, you know, it's once a week, but like they're they, trucking along. Damn. They really go far. And then I'm sitting here thinking about like how long. I mean, you guys have been doing it even longer than I have, but like we've like rattled through these, I feel like. And now we're like almost in the game, the gamer arc. We're almost in the gamer arc. And once again, I did watch a few episodes because I have no self-patience. Sure. Um, Gotta say, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I love I love the characters. Yeah, I can't good. wait to meet um the very good character of uh Biscuit Kruger. Mm-hmm. Biscuit Kruger, love her. Biscuit Kruger. We do love a biscuit. We do love Biscuit, whose first fucking character line of that show is, "I can't wait to ruin these boys' friendship." <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what she says. Me being messy. Her first line is like, wow, they're so cute. I can't wait to ruin their friendship. (laughs) Does it succeed? Who knows? Who knows? knows? We'll leave you in suspense. All right. Until then. Yeah. Do we have any plugs? I think we can plug a few things here or there. 
Um, if you want to find our Twitter, go to goingwellhunting at twitter.com. <laughs> if you want to find our email, go to goingwellhunting at gmail.com. I love this announcer voice. If, don't interrupt me, I'm announcing. If <laughs> you want to find my Twitter, you got to go to groovingghastly at twitter.com. And that's all I got. Sky, what are you doing? Mm. Um, you can follow the podcast at uh, GoNextBullets Hunting at Tumblr.com. You can follow me on Tumblr at DankusMcDonald at Tumblr.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sky underscore Bird 36 on Twitter.com. Keith, do you have any plugs for us today? Fur Affinity. Um, mm-hmm. My username is SpaceRobot. You can also email me at SpaceRobotArt at gmail.com to see my commission sheet. Just because um, I don't think we've spelled it out on the show, it's space and then R-O-B-T, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was the same as your Discord, but I wasn't sure if we had like spelled it out before, and I want people to be able to find you and your wonderful art. Yeah, thank you. I got my whole gallery on there. There's some, definitely some horny banner ads on for affinity so you know just have that information and an ad block ready um yeah just look at all the cute little characters i've drawn except the ones with penises you have to be logged in to see those <laughs> thank you for an affinity for protecting us mm-hmm, thank you. <laughs> you have to make an account if you want to get horny <laughs> you have to make an account if you want to see a penis on the site <laughs> if you want to get horny you better make an account Yep. You better subscribe. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, anything else for today? I think that's um, it. I think that is it. All right. You want to take us out? So, my wonderful dear <laughs> listeners, you, I wish you a wonderful and fine going by, everybody. Going by. Bye.